question. I wonder, why did you choose this podcast to listen to? Like, what are you doing now that's allowing you to either sit or just contemplate what's being said in this podcast? Have you ever thought about your body directing the things that you do based on your level of energy that you are surrounded with right now? And what's your energy like right now? Have you been at work all day? Is it morning time for you? Really stop and think about what your body is feeling right now. Have you taken a deep breath today? Or have you been breathing very shallow? By tapping in to your energetic body, you're able to really hone in on better decision-making, better food choices, better thought processes. Overall, when you're really tapping into how you energetically feel. Another question, maybe, why do you choose the podcast that you like to listen to? Like, do they make you feel energetic? How do you know when your body feels really drained? How do you know when your body feels super energetic? How do you know when, like you anticipate something happening, even though it hasn't already happened? Your energetic body speaks well before you even say a single word. So I know I've said a lot there in the last minute or so, but I really wanted you to stop and really think about how the energy in the body works. And not just from an exercise perspective of energy. We're talking about your energetic being. And why do I ask all of these questions? Because that's what today's episode is all about. You are listening to episode 23 of Tried and True with Caroline. On today's show, I'm talking with Kathleen Kirk. Kathleen is a Reiki master as well as a healing touch practitioner. On today's show, we talk about who it's for, why it's beneficial, and so much more. So if you have a lot of curiosity about raising your energetic vibration and all the things, you don't want to miss this episode. This is Tried and True. A place to chat about how aligning your daily wellness routine, mindset, and self-care contribute to building meaningful businesses and relationships while curating an empowered and fulfilling life. Being an entrepreneur isn't easy, and learning to balance all of the things is another story. Through these podcasts, my goal is to bring creative conversations to the table that empower, enlighten, and elevate your workspace wherever you are listening. If you are looking for a place that's going to support that big dream of yours, replace your doubt with, you gotta do this thing. Know that progress is better than perfection and momentum is magic. You're in the right place. And you know, that thing you keep looking for that you believe is going to change everything? I've got news for you. If you're still looking for it, I have your answer. Go and look in the mirror. You are the answer. I believe that the messages we hear are never a coincidence. And when the student is ready, the teacher appears. By listening to these conversations with experts, 
thought leaders, fellow entrepreneurs, and more, you are opening the channels of expansion and allowing new sources of inspiration to ripple across those brainwaves, reminding you to come home to your already amazing self. Learn from the past, be wildly curious in the now, and blaze a new trail to the future. So if this sounds like your sort of conversation, I've got a seat reserved just for you. Your time is now, my friend. Welcome and thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Caroline, and let's get this show started. All right, so welcome back to Tried and True with Caroline. If you are new listening to the show, welcome. If you are back listening to the show, also welcome and thank you so much for being here today. Today on my show, I have Kathleen Kirk. She is the owner of Reset and Renew and has been doing energy work since 2010. She's a certified healing touch practitioner, Yusai, I hope I'm saying that right, Usi, Reiki, Reiki master, Karuna Reiki master, animal Reiki practitioner, and house clearer. She has also done healing work at Wake Forest Baptist Hospital, Wake Forest Center of Integrative Health, and Wake Forest University. She has a private practice in Winston-Salem, New York. I mean, uh, do you see what I mean? Do you see what I mean? (laughs) I'm going to rephrase that. She has a private practice in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. She sees clients in her home and can also work with clients remotely for distant healing sessions, which we will quickly talk about that at some point in the podcast about my session with Kathleen because it was unbelievable. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate your taking the time out to speak with me and and impart your energy wisdom. Well, thank to my you. Listeners. Yes. Yes, thank you for having me. No I was problem. so excited that you reached out and we reconnected after all these years. This has been really exciting and fun. And that's another thing I want to quickly touch on before we get into the whole questioning thing. But I met Kathleen, how long ago has it been? 10 years? Yeah, at least. Okay. So I met Kathleen approximately 10 years ago at Brave Girl Camp in Idaho. And if none of you know what Brave Girl Camp is, it's like an art camp for women. And we went for like, I don't know, three or four days. We we did art in this just beautiful, I mean, breathtaking settings. Um, This art barn was just like, I wanted one in my backyard so badly when I left there. It was, it's, it's just odd that some of the connections that we made at that art camp they've never really faded. Like we didn't leave there talking to each other every single day. But when you start to talk about building wealthy relationships, this is what I consider to be a wealthy relationship in that you keep touch with people from time to time. And there's just people in your life that you are drawn to stay in touch with. Maybe not every single day, like I said, but we've kind of kept in touch touch with each other throughout the years. And you just never know where those relationships go. And I think that over time, you then start to see where the relation, why you needed to keep that relationship going. And it's just, it's such a beautiful, I don't know, like, it's so interesting how the relationship kind of like continued, continued, continued. And then one day you were talking about horse Reiki 
I literally like my antennas went out and I was like, oh my gosh, one, I love horses. And two, Kathleen does Reiki. Like, where (laughs) did that come from? And then my first question was, were you doing that at art camp? And why didn't I know about it? And so that's what like really drew me in. And it's just interesting that both of our paths 10 years later have literally come together from somewhere different. Like we just now bumped up on each other on the same path and we're like, oh yeah, you do that. Yeah. And you do that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's way cool. I don't know if anybody cared about that backstory, but I happen to love the backstory and I love listening to how people found each other. That's just, I love stories. So especially since we, I feel like at that camp, we, you got, we got so real and just raw and, you know, we dove into like deep stuff right away. So I do feel like to your point, those connections we made were just really deep. And so, Mm -hmm. like you said, we don't have to talk all the time, but the people that I'll like reconnect with or, you know, cheer on from a distance as they're writing books and doing speaking engagements, you're just like, yeah, that was awesome. Like, it's just Mm -hmm. really exciting to see. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's how I met Kathleen. And just, uh, you know, I, I guess just to say that always like really look at how you're curating your friendships and, and don't always look at them as, oh, well, you know, that person does something totally different than me. You know, how could they ever help or serve what I do later on? And you just never know. Like I would have never thought 10 years ago or right now that we would be reconnecting in this space. And it's just, it's so cool to me. Anyway, that was the story. I'm sticking to it. But now I want to move on to share all of your awesomeness with the listeners. Yeah, I think I'll start with kind of explaining what I do, just because okay. I think a lot of people out there are like, what is all that? I okay. I talk to people all the time that are like, what is an energy worker? What is it that you do? You know, like you said in your introduction, um, I'm a certified healing touch practitioner and a Sui Reiki master a Holy Fire Karuna Reiki master and a house clearer. So basically it means I clear and balance energy. And even that, even saying that I think is tough for people because we didn't grow up being like, oh, let's just clear that energy. It's like, what does that even mean? Right. Especially when you're working with something that people can't, most people can't see. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you start throwing out terms like chakras and meridians and auric fields, it's like people just tune you out and, and rightfully so, cause it's different. And we, you know, we don't know a lot about it. So I think one of the best ways for me to even explain what I do is to say that the best, it's like just me working on people. It's like mm-hmm. people know how they feel, you know, they might right. not see it, but they feel it. Right. And so it's like, if somebody feels stressed and you know, and I ask him, what's your stress at? Oh, it's eight out of 10. And we do some work together. And all of a sudden it's two out of 10 and they feel better. And it's like, they might not know why they might not see it, but the fact that they can breathe a little bit easier, they feel that. And I feel like once people understand that they get more comfortable with it. Um, But yeah, it, it can be a little, a little hard to explain. I think sometimes just kind of going with examples helps too you know, think about being in the grocery store and you're standing there looking at apples. And if somebody came like rushing up to you, I mean, that would feel so invasive and maybe a little scary and uncomfortable. 
because they have just basically come into your space, which is your auric mm-hmm. field. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people might not know like what's an aura, but they would understand that feeling, you right. know, like, right. yeah, I don't like that feeling. Whereas if you're at a party and a friend of you comes up to you kind of quick, it's a totally different reaction. It's mm-hmm. just like, we just, we can feel things in our field. So right. when people ask what I do, um, you know, I just kind of talk a lot about the benefits and I feel like everybody can benefit calming anxiety and depression to decrease acute and chronic pain. I have a couple of clients that I work with that have lupus, MS, uh, migraines, and arthritis. It's awesome if you have a surgery coming up. Um, when somebody has a surgery and they contact me, I love it because it's like a before, during, and after. And before they have the surgery, it's great to kind of get them cleared and balanced, but also to just maybe feel a little bit calmer going into it. Mm-hmm. If I know what time their surgery is at, I might do some remote stuff. So to just ensure that the surgery goes well. And then of course, after the surgery, um, if we can try to get together shortly after, it helps with once again, stress, but even like wound care, swelling, stuff like that. It really can move stuff through. And years ago, when I was doing one of my case studies to get my certification, um, my client had a pretty big surgery. And one of the coolest things, it's like they were having to, they were having to go to the doctor. I would say like every, every like two weeks to get some stuff checked out. And at one of his appointments, he was, um, I don't know if it was the nurse or the doctor, but they were like, oh no. Oh. And they're, you know, looking at the clipboard and my client's like, what do you mean? Oh no. And they're like, oh, it's not you. It's the dates. I think the dates are wrong. When was your surgery? And they told him and they're like, oh, oh, that that's right. They said, but you're, you are like two weeks ahead of schedule. And they were like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm seeing an energy worker. And they were like, keep doing it. And so it's so great to have more medical people kind of getting on board with it, talking more about it. I know I had years ago, I'd had a a fatty lipoma on my shoulder removed. Same thing. I had like nerve, not nerve damage, but it's like, I couldn't feel anything. And I had to go in for my follow-up for my stitches and to, you know, the removal. And when I went in, I was, they were like, your stuff looks great. And I'm like, oh, thanks. That's what I do. I like to do energy work. And she was like, hold on a second. And she like, she's like, can I bring in some other nurses? And I'm like, yeah. So she brought in like two other nurses and they're all like, can we take a look at this? And she was like, tell them what you do, tell them. And I'm like, oh yeah. And I've been working on this. And it was just once again, so exciting to get this positive feedback from the medical community to say, oh, we are seeing a difference. She even said, oh, it's probably going to be a while till you get feeling back. And I'm like, oh no, I'm already starting. And she was just, she was very excited. I've also, I work with doing supportive cancer care. One of my clients just got the call this week, all clear remission. Like we could not be more excited. We've been, we've been meeting weekly. A lot of it has been remote, obviously, because with you know, cancer and stuff like that. She's not able to be out and about or have me around just because her immune system. I mean, it's just so exciting. And even going forward, it's like she's in remission. And now she's like, Hey, I've got, you know, her, her new medical plan going forward, you know, there's still maintenance. And so 
we're just kind of revamping her goals to say like, well, how can, how can the healing work best support you with all the side effects, you know, and I should say that, you know, we say it's integrative medicine. I'm not, I am not saying do not see doctors. I'm not saying don't take your meds. I'm saying use energy work in conjunction with your medical plan. Um, And the only thing that we've ever really heard about that is to let your doctors know or practitioners know, because sometimes when you're getting energy work, you won't need the same dosage of medicines. Um, Mm. We've heard that in the past, like all the case studies and research, sometimes the doctors will have to like prescribe maybe a little bit less because it's like taking effect so, so quickly. But like I said, stick with your doctors, just use this for integrative work. (laughs) But yeah, so I work with people. And then I also work with animals, which like we said, is kind of how we reconnected because um, I work, you know, I've worked with dogs and some cats, um, you know, just those like pets, our family, our family pets, but recently got a call to work on a horse. And that, that was very cool. This horse, of course, it was huge. And even walking up to the stall, I could feel that energy, like push me back. And the whole reason I was there was the horse had some anxiety. He has a past that we don't really know about. It's like the Mm -hmm. owner got the horse and there's like this 10 year gap of like no information. And, but they're like, I know something had to have happened because there's some anxiety there. Right. And so it was just really cool to, like I said, I worked outside of his stall and then I was able to kind of come up closer and then be right by his head. And it was, it was funny because, um, all of a sudden he started doing that head bob, you oh, know, gosh. your eyes. Start yes. uh-huh. <laughs> and I thought, oh, this is perfect. I actually, I knew he was having some issues with his hooves and, um, I felt that I felt my right ankle, like it, it hurt. And so when I was asking the owner, I was like, is it back right and she looked at me like, yeah, yeah, it is. And I'm like, okay, that's good to know. Um, I'll just kind of work on making sure I can, you know, work on that area a little bit longer till I feel that pain move for me. Right. And when the horse was done, he just kind of looked at me, kind of <laughs> just shivered. And then he turned around and just started like devouring his hay. And what I thought was funny about that is I was like, buddy, I get it. Cause after energy work, sometimes I'm starving too. And it's like, <laughs> I was like, I see you horse, you know, uh, we we're on the same page, but it was great because I have received several follow-ups from the owner. And she has said, one of the quotes, she said, I'm a believer. And she said, his, uh, he's been a lot calmer. She said, he's been a lot just chiller in general, but she said, apparently he sometimes needs, um, like earplugs. Oh, earplugs. Yeah. I guess maybe to keep them like if there's a storm coming or whatever, to keep them mm-hmm. calm. And she said, we haven't been using the earplugs and he's wow. been doing great. So, um, so yes. So humans, animals, and also homes. So I do house clearings. Yes. That means ghost busting <laughs> as, as you'll get our other story here in a minute, but yeah, it's it's like if I have permission to clear it, I will I will clear it. I've worked on apartments, offices, dorm rooms, hotel rooms, you name it. But um as long as I have that permission, I'll I'll work on it. 
that's mm -hmm. kind of just, I know once again, a little different, but people ask me who, who should get their houses cleared. And of course, kind of like energy work, I feel like everybody should, but just, I find it's like, like periods of transition. So if mm -hmm. you're selling a house, you're moving to a new house, even if you're building a house, it's like, we can clear that land and make sure the land is set ready. Even after a remodel, you know, you think of having like a crew of people in kind of changing yeah. up your space, uh, starting a new job, marriage, divorce, even if there's like a room in your house that you realize the whole family kind of avoids, it's like little things like that. You're kind of like, just to get your attention. And, you know, people will ask me too, like, oh, I sage, I smudge, I'm doing, you know, I'm doing all the things I'm blessing the house. Does that work? Absolutely. Um, you know, big fan of all those things. I'm not here trying to like talk about steps of how to do all the smudging and stuff. Do right. I think they work? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Where house clearings come in, it's like, I'm like the next step. Mm -hmm. So for instance, I had a client call me a couple of years ago and he was like, I think I need you to come out. And I'm like, yeah, sure. What's going on? And he said, every time I smudge this one part of my house, my smudge stick goes out. And he's like, I, I just relight it. It won't relight. And he's like, it, and something's going on in this corner. So I think that's like the perfect example of like when you would need that next step. Right. Um, because I've definitely encountered ghosts, darker energy. There's definitely been some really intensive things. And, um, but it's also, it's fascinating. You know, I, I work with these people and we have these great, you know, stories afterwards. I met this one woman, she reached out through a friend of a friend and said, I feel like there is like an older woman in my house. And she's like, I would never, ever say this to anybody. Right. And I'm laughing because I'm like, that's how all my phone calls start. So right. it's normal. But she said, I feel like I'm being watched. And she said, and I think my son is seeing her because she said he's, he's not sleeping well. And he keeps talking about this lady. Right. So I came out and cleared the house and it's just so cool to get that follow-up call where she's like, she is gone. I'm not sensing her. My son's not sensing her. My son is sleeping great. And she's like, the house feels brighter and lighter. And it's like, that's the goal, right? Like we just want to feel really good in our spaces, whether it's the home or even like an office space, you know, I've cleared people's offices and I don't clear the whole building unless right. I have permission to, but you know, right. you would have to get permission from like the super and, right. and I should kind of clarify that with like, per, with permission, all the work that I do, whether it is mm -hmm. with an animal or with a human or a space, right. I have to have permission. I, I am not walking around all willy nilly, just right. I'm clearing you and I'm, it's like, Oprah, right. you get a clearing and you get a clearing. <laughs> oh. And I feel like I have to talk about that because I do feel like when I meet people, uh -huh. sometimes first off, they sometimes take that step back. Like, oh, she's reading me right now. And she's going to say something. No, nope. It's not, it's not what I'm doing. Same with being in somebody's home. You know, they'll say, well, do you feel, do you feel a ghost here? And it's like, well, I actually just came here for book club and some <laughs> wine. So I'm not really looking for anything. And right. you know, every morning that's part of my daily practice is putting myself in that protective bubble. So I'm not picking up everybody's right. energy or 
you know, the space or really any of that, because it's taken me a long time to learn what that was mm-hmm. to say, okay, unless I'm here working, I don't have to do any of that. Right. Right. Um, because I, I think that sometimes people maybe because of our ability or not our ability, but because of the empathic kind of energy that we embody, we are always, I feel like people are either tuning or trying to tune into us, or they're just not using us for our energy, but they're attracted to the energy depending on what it is that they need. And it's like where people will, like, I was just at a a conference a couple of months ago and there would be people there that they would just be telling me, I don't want to say their whole life story, but I had just met them and they're telling me things about their life that I don't know, like not a normal person or not a normal conversation. It would have taken months for somebody to say any of those things, but certain people just feel like they need to confide in you or can you help me figure this out or kind of thing. And I think it just goes along with that energetic, I don't know, what do you call it? Whatever, however you want to word it, you can word it, but it's just people know when you are that person, they just do Mm -hmm. without even asking. Yeah. And like you said, I, I do think people that are empathic, it's like, you know, we are at the grocery store and you're checking out and it's like, they are telling you their whole life story. And, and, you know, and I do, I do think we kind of help each other in those mm-hmm. ways, you know, where it's kind of like, yeah, I'm happy to hold space for that person. It's like, obviously they needed to vent a little bit. I can right. definitely be a, a little mini, little mini boost. You know, we can always send love and healing out there without, you know, without me trying to change it, just kind of like holding that space for that person. But I agree. I think people can recognize it. They feel it. Once again, it goes back to like, we might not be able to see it, but we mm-hmm. feel it. And you know, you think about people in your life where it's like, you know, that they fill your battery, you know, it's like you get together with some really great friends and you're like, man, that was awesome. Like you're charged up. You feel like you can just take on the world. And, and also the flip side, you know, sometimes you might be with somebody that they kind of walk away or you hang up the phone and you're like, exhausted. Wow. I need a, I need a nap from that, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. When it comes to energy work, what would you say, what is the main difference between like your healing touch practice as opposed to the Reiki practice? Is it Um, the same or? There's so many similarities. And really when I was going through my healing touch uh, certification, it's a longer process. It, It takes a good solid three years, you know, maybe even more so depending on, you know, their timing. And so while I was in the middle of that training for healing touch, people kept asking me, oh, is that like Reiki? And I was kind of like, I think so. And so then I started researching what's Reiki, because if, you know, for me to talk about it, I need to kind of experience it. And I was actually able to become a Reiki master in the middle of my training for healing touch, because with, with healing touch, you would have like a retreat, like retreat one, or like, you know, the first workshop would happen. And then it would be like three weeks or three months later is the second one. And then 
there was five altogether. Well, if you had to miss maybe the third workshop because of life, right? That could bump you back like six months, a year, you know, you're kind of just at the mercy of the schedule. Right. And so not that you had downtime because we were still practicing, but it's kind of like you would be in between kind of those levels. And it's like, I've got time to take on another class. And so I started doing the Reiki and you realize that there, there are so many similarities, you know, it's like they both, they're both doing work for the client's highest good. You're always tapping into that higher power, whether you call it God, Chi, universe, you're a conduit to that highest power. And you're doing that for their highest good, right? There's, you know, different techniques, but I feel like the results can, you know, it really should be the same with healing touch. It's a Nanda based therapy, which is backed by nurses. And Mm -hmm. it's, um, so it's a certification that if I tell somebody in Texas or California or Washington, Hey, I'm a CHTP, I'm a certified healing touch practitioner. Mm-hmm. They know exactly what I went through all like, like I said, all five levels, all the sessions, all the modalities, like they basically could have the list of everything I've done. Um, whereas with Reiki, it's, um, it can just be a little bit more flexible. I right. feel like I've met people that, you know, have studied it intensively for years and just became a Reiki master. And then I've met people that have just studied it for several months and became a Reiki master. And there's nothing wrong with it. Like, I mean, like I said, I'm all in with the energy work. I think it's just one is the certification and one, I think it's just not, you know, universally as a set, this is what you do, you know, you kind of a basic couple levels and then you go into your mastery. Um, It just depends too on like what your teachers are like and how best they're moving you through. But honestly, I just love all of it. Like I, it's like last year during like the pandemic, when we were at home, that's when I did the Karuna Holy Fire Reiki, because I met this instructor and she just blew me away. And I thought this, this is magic. Like, I just love it. And to me, the more I can learn, the more I can provide my clients, right. this is more tools that I'm putting in that toolbox. And when I have a client that I'm working with, it's not like I'm like, well, hold on. I'm now going to start with Reiki and now I'm going to move, you know, you kind of realize they all just get integrated together. You know, I might have somebody on the table and, and realize maybe there's some cording work. Well, I didn't learn cording work from healing touch or Reiki. That was a whole different modality. And to me, it's like, well, Hey, the more, the merrier. It's like, if I can work on this to help them with some past trauma, then let's do it. Cause like I said, my right. goal is for them to have like the best experience for their highest purpose. Right. Exactly. I think that that's where when people or when people hear these energetic, energetic healing or crystal therapy work, or like, you know, Reiki, just cord cutting, all of these different modalities, when you're not in that space of understanding of what energetic works is it's a very hard pill to swallow with with just the the common the the common person who doesn't understand how you know energetically you know holding a crystal can actually 
you can feel vibration from that. Or me doing your session, when I did the, the session with you, I had never done a remote session like that with anyone. I was completely blown away. And so had I not experienced it, not that I would ever doubt it, but when you experience it firsthand, like I did, it create it just gives it a completely different uh, meaning, in my opinion, because you you understand exactly the mechanics or or just how the body is able to accept an energetic transfer from another person, and you're not next to me. I'm not on your like massage table. I'm not like, you're not laying crystals on, on my meridians. You're not using, you know, you're not doing chakra work. It's in another state. And so to me, that is like so powerful. I'm telling you, like, I, you know what I said, like I, one, I completely just fell out into like the deepest sleep I've had in so long. And I could feel parts of my body being worked on. And I'm not imagining that. I know that I'm not like, I'm not imagining those, those things energetically that doesn't lie. When you really feel those things happening within the body, there's no, then the the question is gone. It's like, this is, this is really real. And it just goes back to the fact that I know, I feel like I say this a lot, but we are all energy. Our bodies, yes, are bone and flesh and organs and muscle and all the things, but at the end of the day, we are energy. And when we have full moons and we have new moons and we have, we are feeling all of those vibrations within the body because it is energetically transferring. It's a transfer of energy. So if we are not made more aware of those transfers of energy throughout our life, this is how we heal the body. Not to say, like you said, that we don't need energy. We don't need medicines. We don't need doctors. We don't need, we do. I'm not saying that, but when you understand the mechanics of how your body works energetically, it just opens up a beautiful can of flowers instead of worms that you have to help heal yourself. Whether you're having a great day or not, you can energetically turn that around right? Absolutely. And maybe yeah. now if you, you want to talk about your session, I, and I should say my sessions are confidential. So I would never like talk about someone's session, but the fact that you were like, Oh, we could talk about my session. I think what was funny is when we first started talking about like, Hey, let's do this podcast. <laughs> I was even telling you, I'm like, Caroline, I'm not usually like on a podcast. I'm usually just meeting with my people doing my work, you know, and I was like, I think you have to experience it. And it like, once again, kind of circles back, like sometimes experiencing it is just easier than me trying to explain it. Right. And um, in fact, why don't I just mention like remote sessions? Because okay. I know Go ahead. we've yes. talked so much about what is all this and it's still kind of out there, but at the same time, it's like, people are like, how do remote sessions work? Okay. And once again, I think it's just the fact that someone has given me permission to work on them, which allows that energetic line to kind of open up for me and I can attune into that energy. And it's wild because I will pick up on stuff, you know, in North Carolina and you're in Florida and I'm like, Hey, did you notice this? And you're like, I sure did. 
But what I usually do for remote sessions is like I, I book an appointment, we talk on the phone about the intake and kind of like what's going on. I have the client hang up and tell them, hey, turn off your cell phone, just give yourself that time, you know, to lay down, meditate, whatever it is, you can just have some relaxation time. I do my work on my end here in my healing space and, you know, make all my notes and kind of do all my charting. And when I'm done, I text the client back and just say, I'm done. Whenever you get this text, whenever you've come back and turned your phone back on and you see the text, call me back. And even like in our situation, it's like some people will call me back right away or some people it's 45 minutes later. I had one lady recently, it was three hours later. I, I kind of thought that maybe she just got busy with her day, which is fine. We can always recap later. But she was like, she told me, she was like, Kathleen, I have not, I haven't been able to sleep. That's the first time I've had real sleep in probably six months. And so I just let them call me back. And then we go over the session. It's kind of like, what did, you know, what did we both notice? Were there questions? And, you know, it's, it's very cool to kind of talk about, you know, things that we both noticed, like I said, when, when you're in Florida and I'm in North Carolina. Yeah. You know, down to the opening or like when we hung up the phone and I was like, okay, I'm not listening to meditation music. I'm not listening. My life has been so crazy busy that I just was like, I'm going to lay on my bed and I'm not going to put a headphone on. I'm just literally going to lay there and I'm just going to see what happens. I'm just going to just close my eyes and whatever I feel, I feel whatever I don't feel. I'm just going to lay here and see what goes on. I lay down. We had, I know we had talked a little bit about my car accident. And the minute I lay down, I hear sirens going by and here I am. It, it like throws me whenever now I hear sirens psychologically, it just reminds me back and puts me right back into my accident situation. And then I start to feel the pain, a little bit of the pain into my hip area in like my pelvic, like the whole pelvic area. I start to feel this kind of like, it wasn't painful, but it was like, I felt something like moving around, like energy was shifting. It was a little bit uncomfortable, but it wasn't like, I can't deal with it. And it was just, it was just these little things. And then I started, you know, seeing these beautiful colors. My eyes were closed the whole time and feeling different body parts. Like I could feel like energetic bursts in different parts of my body that were, that had been injured. And that, I mean, I told you a couple of them, but I didn't sit there and say, okay, you know, my right thumb hurts and this hurts over here. And it was such a, I don't know, like I loved, and I know I joked with you, like after the fact, I'm like, I wish I had Kathleen like on a, like a, a, a buzz call, you know, like a hot phone. Okay. Kathleen, um, <laughs> I need this over here. And the, the, I mean, cause seriously it was just, it was one, a beautiful experience. And two, like the lady had before my sleep, I woke up because the regular landline in my house rang. I was out, out for the count. And I mean, my road here that I live on can be very busy and noisy. Just very interesting that it started out with the siren and it ended with the phone call. And I woke up and I was like, oh no, what time is it? Did I miss? Did I, I looked at my watch, my, my phone and 
you had texted me like 45 minutes ago. And I was like, how in the world was I that out? Like, seriously. And then I felt like I I felt so refreshed. I felt great. I felt, you know, not like I was ready to go run a marathon, but I felt energetically like energy had moved, which is the whole point of the, of the healing session. But now I understand when I do sessions with other people using my hypnotherapy and they feel so clear at the end, or they feel like weight has been lifted off of their shoulders, or they feel like they've just taken, you know, an hour long nap when I've been talking to them and gaining wisdom from their higher self and all the things. Now I understand that feeling because that's kind of what it was like, I guess, for me, I don't know, but maybe that's what I'm attributing. That's what I'm kind of comparing it to, because I think as healers, we also don't have a tendency to sometimes take the time to do the work for ourselves. Would you say that's true? Yeah, I definitely, um, in my field, like we have a group that meets monthly and I talk about that all the time. And I'm always surprised that people aren't getting on the the table themselves. And I have, I have two people that I partner with and I am on the table at least once a month, um, to receive for myself, because like you said, it's like, um, I mean, I love what I do and I, I, you know, I, love all of this, but there are days where it can, it can take some out of you, especially some of the house clearings. It's like, I will do a house clearing and I'm almost like, I'm just so energized when I'm there. And it's like, Oh my gosh, I I need to, let me, let me check this room. And I have to do this and this, and I will come home and just be like, just zapped. And, Mm -hmm. and you're right. It's kind of like, I feel like self-care has just become critical. Like it's not even you know, I know some people, it seems kind of selfish. It's critical to keep up with your self-care. And you're right though. I feel like people in the industry, I'm always so surprised when they're not doing that because it's like, Mm -hmm. it's so easy to get run down and, you know, just exhausted and yeah, it's, it's critical to do so. And I think that that that's something people need to really take into account because it can shift so much of how you live day to day, as far as your, your productivity, if you're an entrepreneur and you are, you know, burning the candle at any end, you can find to burn it from you are, you know, blocked on your creativity and you've hit, you know, you've hit like the wall, you know, there's so many things that will, that will start to, to clog up the system. If energetically we are not in our optimal space. And I'm not saying that we're going to be running at our optimal space hundred percent of the time, every single day, 24 hours a day. I don't think that that's a reality, but when we start to notice that our bodies are unusually tired, that we're not, you know, being as creative as we used to, or we're not able to, I don't know, like we're just, we just feel this shift within ourselves. I think that it's our responsibility to say, okay, let's look in my toolbox and see what I have. And if I have Kathleen on my phone and I'm like, okay, I think I need a, I don't know, whatever you call it, a tune up or a, I don't know, whatever we would term it, but just so that your people are, or that you just become aware of how your body feels when it's working optimally or when it's like way down here and you're just dragging 
because then you're just losing. You're, you're not going to get, you're not going to, you're just going to keep falling farther behind. I guess what I'm saying. Well, that's how I came up with reset and renew for my business because, Mm -hmm. you know, you think about when our phones start acting wonky, we reset them, right? We turn Mm -hmm. them off and turn them back on. And you're like, oh my gosh, that worked. Like how, you know, and I feel like we need that reset button. And I think too, it's kind of like the renew part. I hope that's how people feel, you know, after they've seen me. And of course, I loved the R&R part of it. Like just say, oh yeah, you need a little R&R, a little reset and renew. But I I agree with everything that you've been saying. And to your point too, it, it doesn't always have to be major stuff. I, I right. Like I said, I do like to get on the table at least once a month. But, you know, even people listening to this podcast where it's like, oh, I don't know if I have time for that. Even just setting those intentions of like, I am getting in the shower. And as I get in the shower, I'm going to wash all that gunk away. You know, maybe you were just in a a business meeting and it was just kind of draining and you're like, oh my gosh, I still have this whole day still ahead of me. So take a break, go to the bathroom, take a couple deep breaths, but also like try washing your hands in cold water and just milking your arms down, like milk from your elbow down into your hands, just right into the sink and just shake that off. And it's like, just trying something as simple as that, where you can just kind of take that deep breath and take that nice cold water to just get that, that gunky negative energy off of you. And it just lets you kind of go on with your day. You know, it's like, and it doesn't have to be like, Oh, I need an hour and a half. It's like, no, you need like three minutes. And I know you do a lot of breath work. I feel Mm -hmm. like breath work is fabulous. You know, you could be doing a carpool and you pull up to the stop sign. Well, even the universe is telling you to stop. So it's like, Right. Take a take a deep breath. It's like S T O P. There, count it out for four. Like breathe it in for four. Hold it for right. four. You know, it's like these little reminders to just like stop. Mm-hmm. Take a yep. deep breath. And mm-hmm. you know, I think with our phones and technology, we're just we've got so many more obligations. We're being pulled in a lot of different ways, and anything we can do to just find to make our days a little bit easier, mm-hmm. it's just. It's, it's good for everybody involved, really. Right, right. But again, when people, but people have to, um, well, not have to, but when they become more aware of their energetic self, I think that it gives them more of the expansive uh, opportunities to do these types of therapies, if you will, because they begin to see the differences in how things feel. It's like when a while long, well, not a long time ago, but my husband had hurt his shoulder somehow. And so we, at the time we're on a, on a cruise back the way well before COVID. And I said, I got him to try acupuncture. So when we got off the ship, you know, it was helping him on the ship, but then when we got off the ship. I said, okay, until I find an acupuncturist here, you know, can I just do some, some energy work on you using some of my crystals and, you know, and kind of like a little, little touch of hypnotherapy to help with the pain and the thing of, of the shoulder. And let me tell you, it worked like a charm, but he had to try it. And he had to like, give me the ability to get him to at least consider trying what I was prescribing him to do. And when I did it, he was like, oh, wow, 
<laughs> this work. Yeah. And I said, well, yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's going to work forever, but it's worked for right now. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know what you're doing to tweak and make the shoulder hurt, but I can help you send energy and bring things, you know, hopefully back to like homeostasis to where it's not hurting, but just to get him to believe in the power of you using your energies and and the body being able to repair itself, not again, not a hundred percent of the time in certain things. Like if you break your arm physically, I cannot fix that energetically, but what you can do, Kathleen, and what I can help other people do is bring healing energy to that space so that it, it heals quicker, right? It's probably going to have to have a cast. You may have to have surgery. You may have to have other things involved, but when you're, you're, you're increasing the energetic flow in a positive way to those areas that are injured or hurt or need repair, it creates a whole different healing experience. I agree. In fact, it's like, I know we touched on that earlier. It's like, I know a lot of people might not know what chakras are and meridians, but it's like chakra is a Sanskrit word meaning spinning wheel. And I, sometimes I'll tell people, I'm like, imagine when you're driving and you come up to a roundabout, you know, if everybody's flowing fine with traffic, you just go right through that roundabout and you keep on going. But if there's any kind of congestion in there, it's like, oh, now it's backing up. And it's the same with when we have these spinning wheels, like say we take our throat chakra, for example, and it's like, we've got this little spinning wheel for where our throat is and we're just going along fine. And all of a sudden you go to work and maybe, maybe your boss frustrates you and you wish you could say something, but you can't because it's your boss. So it's like, oh, you know, now we're getting a little compromised and then then you come home and you're, you know, dealing with your kids and maybe there's a couple more compromises and it's like that spinning wheel starts, you know, it's slowing down. It's, it's getting compromised. And what happens is then we become more susceptible to like, mm, <clears throat> my throat's getting sore. And it's like, well, let's, let's get in there and see what, what needs to come out of there energetically to make that go back into a nice roundabout. Because when that's moving freely, you know, then it doesn't stop your, your heart chakra or your third eye, you know, it's like it, it can kind of, it's like the whole freeway of energy. And it's like, we don't want to have any congestions. Yeah, that's true. And that's just another educational piece that goes with teaching people about their energies, but it's just helping people to understand the basis of the chakra. And that sometimes difficult for people to understand their body as being an energetic flow. Like you were, you know, saying earlier in the, in the podcast about when somebody, you know, in a grocery store, you walk into somebody's house and it feels very welcoming and warm. And you just want to sit on a couch and drink tea and be there. And it's cozy. And it's like, you never want to leave, but then you can also walk in some people's house and you're like, Oh my gosh, I can't get out of here fast enough. Right? It's that type of energy thing. But it's once people believe in that energy concept And then they start working internally with their own energetic systems and you create an awareness about certain things within the body. They can then take that awareness and be like, oh, wow. Yeah. Every time I'm around so-and-so my throat hurts, can't seem to get out what I need to get out. Or my stomach always hurts when I'm around so-and-so because maybe they try to overpower me all the time. And my sacral is compromised because I feel that, that tug of power. 
it's just teaching people to be aware of their energies. And once they do become aware of their energies, it's like the sky is the limit. Like there's so much you can do with the energetic body, which I think is amazing. I think that if more people knew about how powerful the energetic body is, I mean, really, we might have a different planet at times. Yeah, (laughs) it really does. We don't even need to include Harry Potter in the conversation. It's literally just it's energy, but so, so much so that sometimes I feel like I'm cheating on the system because I know energetically that like when I had my knee surgery, after I ran my first marathon and the doctor told me, he was like, Caroline, I don't know if you're going to ever run normal again. And I don't know that you'll ever run another marathon again, because the surgery that I did on you, it's just, it might just be difficult for you to, it, to work normal again within, I don't know, maybe it was four weeks. I was back on the treadmill. Wow. Walking, walking and, you know, 15 marathons later. Wow. Knock on, you know, simulated wood grain here or my head, because that's probably better. You know, it's just, I feel like it's, it's all in what we believe our body has the capability of doing. Animals are no different. They really are, are just no different. And if we, again, if anybody listening to the podcast has animals, you know, when you're, when your animal is not feeling well, they know when you are not feeling yeah. well, you know what I mean? Like they sense when something is wrong. Like, what do you think has been the most life-changing thing for you? Because another story is you didn't start off doing this and that's probably a whole nother podcast, but <laughs> you, you kind of went from working in architecture, like, right. And doing well, like- yeah, I started, I started working at Sherwin Williams, the paint company and, um, ended up when I moved to North Carolina, I managed, um, a Sherwin Williams design center. Um, it's not there anymore, but it was like, so we, yeah, we were working with like architects and designers and started doing paint color consulting. And I, I quit Sherwin Williams to be a stay at home mom. I had my oldest son and started doing paint color for fun, right? Like I'd go to a book club and someone would say, oh, I don't like my dining room. And I'm like, oh, I'll come back tomorrow. Let's just pick a new color. No worries. And so I turned that into a business and started freelancing for a builder. And I realized how much I loved what the colors, how they felt, right? Like you think of even color therapy. And of course, now the stuff that I know now, looking back at that, it's like, oh yeah, everything has a vibration. So of course, a certain color is going to make a certain room feel a certain way. And um, I loved kind of just dabbling in feng shui. Actually, one of the stories that kind of like kicked off my like house clearings, um, I was working for the builder and we had a house tour coming up, like a home tour. And it was one of the houses that I hadn't worked on. Uh, It was a different designer that worked on that house, but he was like, I want you to come in and, and stage it, get it ready for the tour. And I was there and I was at the sink and I was cutting flowers and doing the arrangements. And I literally just had that feeling like, I guess, like, what is it like the hair, like the shackles on the back of your, you know, and I just, I was so, I felt like I was being watched. I was so uncomfortable. And I called my girlfriend and I was like, please just, just talk to me. And she's like, what are you doing? You sound really worked up. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm getting these flowers together. I don't want to be here. This house, this is just crazy. Well, so 
I finish up, leave. And then the next day I was working for the home tour, but I was at a different spot selling tickets. And this lady comes over and I'm like, Hey, if you get a chance, go check out the other house that we have on the tour. And she's like, Oh, isn't that the one that burned down? And I was kind of like, I don't know. And the builder came out of the house and I turned to him and I was like, did that house burn down? He's like, Oh yeah, burned down. We, we leveled it, built a new place. And I was like, uh, okay. And the thing was, is that house was on the market and it, it had been on the market for over a year, just sitting Nobody there, would buy right? it. Mm-hmm. Well, at the time I started, this is when I was like starting to do, you know, my other energy classes and all this. So I went to my mentor who did house clearings and I was like, I need you to hear this house. And that was like the first one that I got to be a part of. And I mean, like I was hooked because when we finished doing the house clearing, it was the first time I could just sit in the living room. Like we sat down and he was like, well, how does that feel? And I'm like, I can actually sit here. And it was Mm -hmm. like beforehand, I just, like I said, I could not wait to get out of there. And that house sold within like a week, two weeks after that, like a family came in and bought it. And it's like, so I feel like that kind of just led me into that. And then, you know, the whole thing, like I said, just kind of braids together because I went from the energy of the home to the energy of our home. And um, yeah, I just, I could not get enough of it. I was so fascinated by how much that felt different. And when you ask like, how has this like kind of changed my life or everything? It's like, everything is different. You know, even early on when I first started doing it, um, my husband was like, he's like, Kathleen, you, you're so you're different. He's like, you're calmer. You're, you know, like I I didn't realize at the time I was just kind of like, you know, uh, constantly just going and just kind of, you know, angry, really. I just had like a lot of anger. In fact, one of my first appointments with one of my teachers, he was just kind of like, he goes, well, you think you're doing a real good job of, of keeping that anger down. And I was like, what? And I'm thinking I'm doing a great job. And he's like, no, you're not. (laughs) You're really not. (laughs) And, um, you know, did this technique and literally I almost passed out. Like I was standing up. He had me do this technique and I got so dizzy. He's like, oh my gosh, sit down. And I just looked at him and it was like, what, what did we just do there? And it's kind of like, let's move that anger out. Like, let's, you know, dive in and see what's going on, but let's move that out. And literally I felt like I became a different wife, a different mother, a different friend, a different daughter. I mean, I just feel like everything changed. It's like, I feel like now I just look at so many things with like this detective eye where it's kind of like, Oh, why, why am I feeling that way? Why am I doing this? Or, you know, like if somebody is pushing my buttons, it's like before I'd be like, ah, I can't believe this. And now it's like, well, wait, why, why is that pushing my buttons? Like where, what's going on with me that, you know, I could help change this. And I've changed relationships. I mean, it's, it's, it blows my mind. Like, like you said, it could probably be like a whole other podcast, but it's like, I have loved doing like ancestor work. Um, just, I don't know. Like I said, I get very excited and I don't want to go off on a tangent, but it really, it's changed everything about me. It really has. And I think that when you, when you find that thing that you really love to do, it's, it's almost like you've flicked a switch and this whole different, you're just in a different frequency. And within that frequency, you just then begin to open up to all the things that you are supposed to be doing. 
but you have to, you've got to tune into that frequency of where your, you know, your expertise, your niche, whatever you want to call it lies. But in order to do that, you have to be willing to be uncover those things that you truly want to do. And it's not just, oh, I love to knit or I love to, you know, wash cars or I love to clean house. No, it's not. It's something different than that. It's, it's that thing that you could do if no one paid you to do it. That's the thing. And it's like, when you turn that, when you tune into that frequency of that thing, it's like you set off this chain reaction of things that start to occur and come into your life because you're, you're in that frequency of, of just things being brought to you, or you're just opening the universe knows that you've tapped into that, that space and things are just now opening up and brought to you. And I think maybe that's what happened to you when you. I agree. I know. And we, we joke too, like sometimes like my mom will call me and she'll like ask me all these questions and just be like, where did you get all this? And I'm like, well, you know, my mother's mother, my Nana, we, I called her Nana. It was like, she was very intuitive. And my mom was one of seven girls. She's the seventh. And so, you know, we just always joke, just, you know, all this awesome witchiness and when I was little, my Nana used to call me spiccicata, which was kind of like Italian slang for little witch. And I mean, I was like, this is high praise. I mean, like we just, we all would just kind of like joke about it. But looking back on that, it just, to me, it makes perfect sense. It was like the day I was born, um, my Nana called my mom and said, go ahead and pack your, pack your hospital bag, make sure you're ready to go. She's like, I'm fine, you know, and she's just like, okay, well, pack the bag. And um, that night, my mom went into labor and she had me, it was the night of a full moon and uh, I was two weeks early. And so it's like, I grew up hearing these stories all the time of like things that my Nana did that you're like, oh yeah, like she, she got it. And so I just feel like, you know, I feel like this is just something I've always had. And now I'm just like you said it's like tapping back into that purpose. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like I've come back Mm -hmm. to like who, who I am and what I'm meant to be doing. Mm -hmm. I think when I started like acquiring or, or maybe just tuning into that frequency of the things that I do now, I kind of, when I started doing that, I was like, well, I feel like I'm so late to the game. Like, why, why didn't I know all of these things back in my twenties or in my thirties? Why didn't I, why didn't I tap into that net, that, that this space that I'm in, why didn't I tap into it then so that I could have capitalized on all of those years of doing the thing? I'm like, Caroline, you wouldn't have been in the headspace that back then, because you were raising kids, you were full-time in your teaching. You were, you know what I'm saying? Like you were in a totally different frequency, a different mindset back in that time. And so I think that these, whatever, I don't know what you want to call them periods in life where we are, where we think we're like discovering this new thing about ourselves. It's really not a new thing because I think we were coded with it from day one. It's just that it's now being able to be used because we have the, the bandwidth, we have the expandability. Is that right? That, that we can actually use what we're, what we have to, to offer. Cause mm-hmm. back then 
when you have three kids who are really all together close and young and all you're just like in, you're just in that whole game right but now it's just a point in life where it's just a different it's a different chapter but it's a different chapter that the things i think that we are using to help help other people heal are now coming to light and we're now being able to use those things to heal right and i think to your point it's like we needed all those life experiences then mm-hmm to be able to help others later and just knowing those parts of ourselves, you know, like, mm-hmm. like you said, it's like, it's, I think you said, I'm like the other, one of your other podcasts, like it's not all sunshines and, you know, rainbow, no. you know, unicorns. It's like, it's great. And, you know, yeah, we can get there, but it's kind of like, you have to go through some, some good, some good living to learn yeah. a lot about, you know, like even just to be compassionate for what people are going through later, it's like, oh, I remember when I was there and I understand what you're going through. And that's a lot mm-hmm. of hurt and trauma and loss. And right. But it's like, it makes us more empathetic and compassionate people. And I do think too, it's like the, you know, the energy of the planet has changed. Like you've said, it's like the vibration, the vibration's gone up to make this time in history be our most open time to be able to give and receive it. Right. Right. And that's true too. So it's just, it's, it's a combination of so many things. And the more we work on ourselves energetically to be the highest serving human that we can possibly be, then that allows space and holding space for others that need to be shown how to do the work themselves and how to help them live their highest self. Because at the end of the day, that's what our goal is, is our goal is to help other people not suffer, you know, needlessly, or, you know, just if they're carrying around traumas or pains or different, you know, all these things, like people don't have to do that. There's ways around that and teaching people to figure out their energies and to learn how to use them. And I don't know, just make them work for them. You know, it's not about other people. It's about them doing the work on themselves because we can do all the things exteriorly. We can live in the million dollar home. We can drive the nice car. We can vacation in the best places. We can wear the greatest clothes, but at the end of the day, guess what? You have you, right? And if you're not happy with you internally where no one sees, right? It's going to reflect on everything else that you do in your energy, in how you bring your energy into the room. Like I, I have a quote, I don't know where it is. I think it's on my, my website somewhere, but your energy speaks before your, before you speak in a room, you walk into a room, your energy is speaking well before you do. Right. That's probably what I was thinking when I thought I was doing so good, hiding my anger. (laughs) Right. Yeah. But that's true. That's so true. And that's a lot of people are not aware of the energetic value that they bring and how important it is to everyday life. Well, that's, what's so great about, like, I love that you're doing these podcasts. I feel like you're bringing so much of all these different healing modalities into like mainstream, like people, people can hear this podcast and be like, you know, inspired and want to make some changes. I think that's Mm -hmm. just awesome. And that's the goal. The goal is to teach people to not fear energy work. It's not, you know, we're not doing like Ouija boards and, and 
witchcraft here. We're, no, we're literally right. just tapping into your own energetic field. Same with hypnotherapy. Like I'm not trying to make you cluck like a chicken. I'm not trying to get you to tell me your deepest, darkest secrets and all the things. I don't care to know any of your deep, dark secrets. What I care to know or what I care to help you understand is you tapping into your highest self. And that's what we achieve in doing a hypnotherapy session. So it's kind of teaching people to kind of dispel the myths on these practices that are, are truly healing and beneficial to the human body. That's what I want to do. It's not about, oh, well, you know, you need to do, you know, Reiki and you need to do, you know, energy healing with Kathleen because, you know, it's just way cool and it's just really groovy. No, that's not why I want you that I wouldn't send you to her for that purpose. I would send you to her because she's really, really good at what she does. And this could potentially change your life. Oh, thank you for saying that. That's always nice. Right. But it's true. Like we never know what healing happens, you know, what takes place that, that changes someone's complete outlook on life. Yeah. So true. That's why I am doing what I do. It's just from a place of wanting to share information and create awareness and create a space for people to go to that can hear these different modalities of how to help themselves. And it's not just, oh, do this, go get, you know, an amethyst and sit in a corner and chant, you know, I love myself 25 times because I'm sure you could find that somewhere. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Or, you know, I don't know, go sit under the sun and or the moon and just sit there and drink water. And that will help your energy vibration. I mean, it could because you are acquiring energy from the moon, but we also have to understand the mechanics behind full moon energy, new moon energy, waxing, waning, all of the things, because we could be not doing the right thing. Right. We could be creating more. We could be manifesting more energy of what we don't want. If we're not careful in how we are using our energy. So Maybe we should just start an energy school. There you go. <laughs> or maybe we should just start out with a retreat first. Ooh, there you then go. we can do the energy school. So I'm game for that. That would be good stuff. So is there anything do you think I totally see a part two to this, but that's a, that's a sidebar. That is me just already projecting out. Do you, is there something that you want the listeners to know about what you do or something that maybe a tip that you can give them before we, you know, end this episode that would help energize them or make them aware of an energy, how they're feeling, or you just want to share something that you think the listeners would appreciate knowing. Um, I think going back to the hand washing, I know I kind of blew through that, but this is like a little technique that, It's really quite powerful because once again, we go back to things that we can't see. Mm -hmm. And, you know, once again, let's go back to that supermarket where I'm shopping for apples and someone kind of came at me a little fast and a little like, oh, whoa. And then, and then you're kind of like still shopping and you're like, well, that just felt weird. And now I'm maybe just, I keep thinking about it or, you know, like, even like I said, having an interaction with someone, maybe you have like a business meeting and the meeting's over and you're just kind of like, oh, that just felt kind of gross. Like I just, and you're overthinking it, right? Like our brains just go and go. So take that break and go to the bathroom. Like, but when you're there, 
And it's like, you put that cold water on and it's like, you know, I kind of just, you know, like you're soaping up your hands and literally it's like you get to your elbow and you are just milking your, from your elbow down into your hands. And you just do it like two or three times and just kind of shake that water just into the sink, but have that intention of like, I am getting that off of me. I'm not carrying that weird energy from the grocery store person or from that meeting that I had with that person. And it's such a quick thing to reset you, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, you will kind of like dry off and be like, I feel clearer. And it's like, if you almost imagine all that, like, is like little gunk on our hands and arms, it's like, we're removing that. Mm -hmm. And I have found that that's such a great little technique that you can teach your kids. You can teach, you know, those like little things that don't cost you a thing, like try it, just, just try it and see what you think. Like if you're, if your child's having a problem with somebody and it's like, Hey, I'm going to teach you this technique that may be in between classes. I know that's a tough class. Just run to the bathroom. You don't have to sit there and chant and make it a whole thing. No one needs to know that you're just kind of just washing your hands and just shaking that water down the drain. Something that's as simple as that, when we're setting that intention, it can really just change the whole focus of the day. Mm -hmm. Because It's like, I hate that feeling when something sets you off in the morning and it's like your whole day, you're just spent thinking about it. It's like, well, just wash your hands, clear it off and, and go forward. You know, you know, try it. If it doesn't work, what are you out? Nothing. It's a great technique, but it's something that is it's quick and it's easy. And honestly, I feel like it's quite powerful. So that I'd be happy to do a part two and we'll just do a bunch of techniques. Oh yeah. We could do part two. Yeah. Yeah. We could call. Yeah. That's a really good idea. I like that. Okay. All right. That's going to be the next podcast. We're going to actually, it should be like, like a series. Ooh, a series. Like a three-part energy school. There we go. There we go. There were, yep. See, see, it's like all these like so cool things happen when you're in the container, you're in the vibe, you're in the energetic flow of all the things happen. They do. Right. Yeah. Always. Well, my friend, thank you very much. Thank you. For our conversation. My first podcast. I know. I know. I know. I didn't want to share that with everybody because I didn't want to like freak you out. But now that you said that, um, I'm super excited. I've had a couple of people do their first podcast with me and I'm super excited about that because I know what it felt to be on a podcast for the first time. And it was very nerve wracking. And even just starting a podcast and putting out episode one, which is to me, when I go back and listen to it, it's super cheesy funny, uh, a little bit like I kind of like the emotional of why I'm doing the podcast all in one if in like three minutes, like the trailer's <laughs> three minutes. And it is the goofiest. I look like, I feel like so stupid when I listen to it, but it's like from where I started in that little goofy trailer to where I feel like I've come, you know, this is going to be, I think episode 23 or 24 is like night and day, but it's that initial starting. It's yeah. that initial getting the ball, putting the ball on the table, not even rolling it. It's literally getting the ball out and putting it on the table. And you're like, okay, I'm going to figure out the energy here. And then you start doing your thing, but it's just, it's just agreeing and setting that intention of, okay, this is what I want in my life. This is what I want to do. Making yourself aware of it and going for the thing. 
doing the thing because no one else is going to do it for you. Right. That but is you, very true. You have to be the one to do it, no matter how much you want it. You can have all the money in the world and you say, oh, I want to run a marathon. I have a billion dollars in the bank. Okay, that's great and wonderful, but you still have to run it. Right. You still have to do the training. You still have to put the time in. I don't care how much money you have, but it's it's getting that another, I'm just at a loss for words, like just getting that that momentum going to be to believe in what it is that you want and to believe that what you have is, you know, that you want to share with the world or you, whatever you want to do, whatever it is, you have to just start the thing I and agree. set your intention, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad that you, you know, after talking with you and after saying, okay, I want you to be on the podcast and you're like, oh, well, you know what? So-and-so just called me to do this. And this person over here just called me to do this. And maybe this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And I felt so like, maybe just asking you to be on the podcast, maybe that like sparked something in your frequency area that people started noticing that you said yes to this and things started starting to connect. And that's how it works. Absolutely. Well, and it was, it was like, when I made that post about the horse Reiki, it's like you had reached out and then it like snowballed. I had like a teacher reach out and say she wanted me to do more teaching stuff. I ended up doing um, a retreat last week for an art class that I do. And it was like, it was so fun, but it was like, wait, like all these things were just popping up left and right. So to your point, I feel like you turn that light switch on and you're like, here you go, go for it. And that's the thing. We never know whose light switch we're turning on. I'm going to leave it at that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me here. This is very going to leave the light switch alone. <laughs> I'll let it be the universal light switch. If it wants to turn itself on, let it, let it be turned on, but know that I am the spark behind the light switch, encouraging people to flip it on. <laughs> I love it. So thank you so much. And I hope you have a, magnificent rest of your day and we will be in touch sounds great thanks caroline no problem all right bye bye thank you for listening to today's show i really appreciate and value your time if you think that someone else could use a listen to this please reach out and share with them and if you want to make sure that you don't miss any upcoming episodes go ahead and hit that subscribe button i hope you have an amazing day And I can't wait to chat with you next week. Remember, nothing changes if nothing changes. Direction is everything. And the choice is always yours. Bye, friends.